Welcome to the Power and Motor Yacht Podcast. Simon Murray here, and joining me is Andy Yates, Dave Robinson, Jonathan Darley, and Robbie Satin, aka the Longest Johns, the frickin' Beatles of Sea Shanties. <laughs> hey, that makes Oh, perfect. Is too strong, or is that, am I right with that? Well, do we make the we signed to Decker and the Beatles got rejected by them joke at this point? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it feels like it. <laughs> It's quite, yes. quite an illustrious thing to have done. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it either way because you guys are definitely one of the newest faces on the scene uh, after popular, popularizing sea shanties for a younger, modern audience. You know, with your viral hit, The Weatherman. Um, but honestly, you know, guys, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm a I'm a big fan personally, so it's nice to uh, to be chatting with you. Oh, it's a real pleasure. Thanks for having us. Hmm. Anytime. So you know, if you're for the audience that's unfamiliar with you guys, with TLJ, uh, you're in luck because, well, you can find them on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube. Am I forgetting anything? I'm sure there's others. All the places. Uh, and everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Too many to count. TikTok, Instagram. Yeah. Um, uh, not Snapchat yet. We've never. No, we've never done that. Snapchat, I mean, have we? Have no. we got to Snapchat? Everywhere, everywhere except Snapchat. <laughs> We're on it. Well, wh- whatever Sweet Snapchat, <laughs> <laughs> wherever, <laughs> wherever your media takes you, uh, you know, or wherever you stream music, uh, you can find them there. But also on this show, you guys are going to perform a series of songs for Lucky Me and uh, our listeners, and then interspersed throughout, we'll be talking shop, breaking down some of their songs, and getting to know these guys better. Uh, so first off, guys, before we listen to anything, I was wondering, do we want to touch on the band name? Because I know that John in British slang is toilet, right? It's like the loo. <laughs> 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 is that, is that, am I, am I anywhere close? No, no, that's no. not an angle I've thought about before. That's great. It's, it's definitely not the, what we were no, thinking when we came with like, the like, those, those festival toilets, the, the long drops. Yeah. <laughs> you know. All right, that is the first time we've heard that, so thank you for well opening our eyes to that. I'm happy I, can't to do it, yeah. I, no. I don't, can't say I use the word John much in British, in my no. life, for toilet. No. You guys are more of a no. loo? It's more loo. Yeah, loo, oh, yeah. loo lavatory, WC. Porcelain throne, Porcelain all throne. that good stuff. <laughs> so where, where, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, where does the name come from? It was just a kind of long conversation, really. We were kind of flirting around different ideas, uh, kind of trying to pick up on some generic, uh, you know, shanty-esque pirate naval type <laughs> things and thinking about Long John Silver and uh, people wearing Long Johns. Uh, also kind of Johns and Jacks being slang for sailors. Uh, and 
Yeah, I mean, these guys like to say it was the one that nobody hated, but I quite liked it, which is, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah. Sometimes, mm. sometimes that's good, you know, process of elimination, whatever works for you guys, but no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So going well, on. Only that, took, it only took eight years to admit. Well done, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, so going off of what Dave just said, you know, I, I looked it up. Wikipedia defines a sea shanty as a genre of traditional folk music that was once commonly sung as a work song to accompany rhythmical labor aboard large merchant sailing ships. Does that definition jive with what you know about the music? And more importantly, have you ever performed rhythmical labor together? <laughs> um, yes, I would say, <laughs> interestingly. Um, well, maybe not less the rhythmical side, but I, I do actually remember when we first started singing these songs many, many years ago, um, one of the original members of the band, Josh, was running an open mic night at the time. And um, we used to try out all the new songs and stuff we'd been learning at that open mic night. And um, we used to pack down uh, all of the PA system and stuff like that to one of the songs. So we'd sing it, and by the time we finished it, we managed to pack down all of the, all of the equipment. So that's, that's kind of, you know... Almost there. Not almost quite rhythmical, rhythmical labor. It's not there like... was also the time we were hammering together the merch shed. That's true. <laughs> while singing songs. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of rhythmical. But it's not like a, now everybody close the flight case on this uh, <laughs> this word. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, that... You guys have actually that's... done that, though. I mean, I, I was kind of being facetious, but that's amazing that you guys... like So it, So you've actually put that into... You know, you've, you've done that in, in real life. Hmm. It's been it's been good fun. Never, Building the shed was a fun project. Never together. done it on I'm a real singing songs whilst we're doing it. Never done it on a real boat. Would like to do that. Maybe we can make that happen sometime. If you guys yeah. join me in the US next year, who knows? Maybe that'd be if you're talking about viral happen. videos. <laughs> yeah. The four we members realize how we could we could only get twenty seconds into a song because we're just exhausted from the <laughs> yeah, yeah. set of sure. muscles we haven't uh, <laughs> been used to using. But, <sighs> This poop deck is, is miles. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys tell me. So, you guys have a new album coming out, Smoke and Oakum, in January. You guys just told me, JD just told me that you guys have two singles out right now. Um, what has that been like, putting that together? And, when, and more importantly, for our listeners, when does that come out? When can they expect it? It's been a, a really exciting kind of journey of putting them together, for sure. So we, we had like a collection of songs that we were considering putting onto an album. And um, we all went away for a few weeks and kind of recorded demos and ideas of all of them. And um, had a bit of a, an idea of what we were going to stick on it to start with. And then it quite significantly changed, but we all thoroughly agreed that these kind of collection of songs were just a really wonderful package together um, that made up the album. Um, and then, yeah, went off and recorded that. We recorded it back in June. So for us, we're just like dying for people to actually get to hear these songs because they've been kind of going around in our heads for such a long time as we've been like going through the editing and mixing process and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, it's now going to be officially released on the 28th of January. We've had to push it back a week, unfortunately. But um, yes, 28th of Jan is the official release date, which is very exciting. Is that There's a whole that... big pre-order campaign going on behind the scenes for that as well. Oh, and I'm sure, you know, you guys seem like you're masters of, you know, using social media and using, you know, the virality of, of content nowadays to, to really tap into this younger audience, which we'll definitely get to. Um, but is that typical to that you guys have, you know, 
recorded everything and then pulled it? Or in the past, is that is, is now that you guys are like these worldwide superstars, are you guys, you know, is, is this the new process or what's <laughs> yeah, changed? Some, somewhat new. Uh, a lot of the time in the past, it's been a fair rush because we've been doing everything ourselves from recording to kind of sorting out, printing all the CDs. And yeah. it's normally a rush to get it out for the big sea shanty festivals in the summer. Uh, but obviously they haven't happened for a couple of years now, so it's it's more been about the online recently. But yeah, yeah, it has been nice, a bit a bit nicer this time to kind of be a li- little bit more relaxed, more time to think about you know how we're promoting it and that sort of thing. And are you guys working with the label now? That's that's a difference, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's again year. part of it is the kind of whole worldwide distribution side of things as well, and getting stuff kind of keyed into their machine with enough time for them to kind of get it distributed all over the place and ready to go. Um, yeah, it just needs a lot more kind of prep time and everything. So as, as Dave hit on, I don't think I can wait too long to ask you guys this, but, you know, as you touched on just now, you guys really leveraged this time where we were all kind of stuck inside for the past two plus years now. It seems like it's been much longer, but <laughs> you guys have, you know, weren't able to hit these shanty... Uh, you know, uh, festivals like you mentioned, which which is amazing. I would love to check that out sometime. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was such a thing. Uh, I guess Britain is is ahead of us in in that capacity. But <laughs> you know, you you really have leveraged and really um, tapped into this younger audience, which we you know we spoke previously before uh, you know while I was putting together notes on the story that could be found in our January issue, twenty twenty two. Um, but you know, we talked a little bit about how, I guess personally myself, I, I'm just so shocked and maybe a little bit, you know, pleasantly surprised. You could say that this younger audience has kind of been taken with this music. Was that always something that you guys saw, um, you know, or has that been a more recent thing? Because I know, obviously, that's pushed you guys into this worldwide spotlight. It's something we kind of believe from quite early on <clears throat> excuse me um, we I mean we got into it just because we we heard the music and thought it sounded really cool and there was something there that kind of captured our imagination and we decided to want to give it a go but it was uh, about a year or so later we were performing a show in our hometown of Bristol um, supporting a pop artist with like quite a young teenage audience and they invited us to come and be the support act for it and we expected, you know, this is going to go badly. They're going to think this is weird, but we're going to have to go up and have a great time anyway. But by the end of the first song, everyone there was singing along, clapping, stamping their feet and everything. And um, that was the first kind of like real cementing in my mind that actually this music is much more diverse and really good than people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, people just never heard it in the first place and never experienced it. And that was the first kind of real insight into that. And then um, taking that further kind of using a lot of our um, my personal experience of using the internet because myself, Dave and Andy kind of particularly bonded over playing games on the internet for a long time and so we've kind of been in that sort of online space for a long time kind of engaging in those communities so bringing more of that into what we do with the music as well so using uh, YouTube and other social media and video games and stuff like that to get this music just in front of people in the first place uh, kind of became a bit of a goal of ours, really, from that kind of little hook, um, just to get people to experience it for the first time. And off the back of that, we've seen this incredible 
um, growth and resurgence and people discovering it for the first time, just going, this is actually really good and listening to it and getting involved and starting their own groups and that sort of thing. It's, it's just amazing to see. And, and you guys are so good at it. I mean, you guys really deserve a lot of credit for that. Uh, and, and you guys actually informed me about that there's a game called Sea of Thieves, like a pirate simulator, which I imagine is probably like Grand Theft Auto for the 14th century. And I love that. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel like, I don't know if this is a saying or not, but I feel like there should be some kind of saying, which is like, you hear the first verse of a sea shanty, you're a little turned off. You hear the second one, you're, you're warming up, and by the third, you're singing along. I mean, it really, it's, yeah. it truly is. It happens, like, every time. I mean, you know, I, I think I told you guys, the way I got into it was our office, back when we were going into an office, was right down the street from um, Main Street, Essex, Connecticut. And there is, like, I think it's the oldest um, inn in continual operation in the United States. So it goes back to the wow. 1776, like around that time. And uh, at the Griswold Inn, it's like very, you know, it's the perfect place to hear a sea shanty. You know, you got, it's like Moby Dick, uh, a scene out of Moby Dick. You got the creaking floors, you got, you know, <laughs> the draft lines that might give you a little bit of rock gut. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful place and I really enjoyed every second, but it's dark, it's full of like, nautical paintings it's just a perfect place to hear a sea shanty and we would go there on monday nights and the first time i was just completely turned off but but you know <laughs> leading up to it and then once you get there and ever you know like you're saying everyone's stomping their feet and just clapping and getting into it and it's such a communal experience i mean that's what i think touches on so many different people it's just the the communal aspect of that and it makes a lot of sense because if we're all cooped up in quarantine I mean, what more What more do you want? Is you want to just sing some crazy, you know, how old are the songs? Like 12th century, you know, work songs with your friends and complete strangers. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. It's such an important, special thing about it as well. Is You say exactly that with community and whatnot. And that, I'd say, is probably the biggest thing that's kept us going with it through all the years as well. Um, and again, experiencing that actually there is a really great, really loving and talented community of people that still sing these songs and have kept them alive over the last however many years kind of thing. And um, unless you already know it's there, you're probably not going to discover it, at least up until recently anyway. But um, they're such wonderful and inviting people and being kind of brought into that group and accepted by them and getting to like sing songs with them and hang out with them and have a beer and everything whilst at all these festivals and stuff is just like the best thing and um, a lot of my kind of favorite memories of doing this over the years has been like you've, you've done a bunch of gigs during the day all the musicians come and gather at like a, a pub or a tent or something like that afterwards and just sing songs until whatever o'clock in the morning uh, and that's just it's just the best thing uh, for sure I was gonna ask you if there's like a uh, anecdote that you guys have from one of those experiences but maybe that's it I mean that's just amazing <laughs> well the the most memorable one was we're in this massive courtyard in the north of Holland and it's been really nice throughout the day and everything but suddenly the heavens open like you've never seen and everyone just crams in underneath this little tiny gazebo <laughs> and to start with everyone's just like well, this is a bit weird and awkward and then um, like well shall we sing a song all right then and so everyone's just like shouting their heads off as this rain's pouring down we're all getting soaked crammed under this gazebo it's amazing it is it's one of those things that I think uh, as someone from the States, it's like, I think 
and maybe this is maybe this is incorrect, but at least my perception of England is like there's pubs that you could go into, and you know if, if the if the football matches on, people will get together and they'll and they'll sing songs and you know or maybe more maybe it's more at the game. And we don't really have that. We have like the White Stripes, <laughs> you know, like yeah, we, yeah. we have a couple songs like that. We talked about you know Dropkick Murphys, I guess you know, but they don't. Maybe they play that more in Boston, but for the most part, we don't really. We're not like a collective singing country, but I I think you guys still do that, right? I mean, is that still going strong in England? Yeah, well, like you were saying about the kind of 300-year-old pub that's like the perfect venue. I mean, 300-year-old pubs are dime a dozen in the UK, so (laughs) I guess it might go along with that. It's kind of been steeped in that culture for so long. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's like, you know, you just have the guys that, you know, look like they're a part of the bar that never leave, that are just, you know, yeah. they're ready to break out into song. I, I just freaking love that. But without, do, without you know, much more, do, do you guys want to launch into one of these? And you, you guys yeah, let me yeah, know. sure. It could be from the new album or whatever you want to do. Well, seeing as you were talking about um, American songs and music, why not do our first single, which um, is a very famous traditional American folk song? by Stephen Foster called Hard Times Come Again No More. Perfect. That That sounds great. Let's do it. Acquire an instrument from off screen. Wow, that is, you guys have thought of everything. (laughs) I didn't think about tuning for this song beforehand though, I tuned for the (laughs) other one. And I I wonder how I could get rid of my my face, or maybe I'll just do this. Part of the song. I think I'm good. Go for it. I'm ready to. I'm gonna take off my face. We should have warmed up, shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. 
So this is like, I'm just thinking now. It's kind of we're kind of like uh, copying Tiny Desk. I don't know if you watch, uh, ever see that NPR, yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, you guys are so comfortable with doing this now, right? Doing performing separately but virtually together, and that started over, you know, the pandemic, right? Is that how you got, or did, were you guys doing that before? Well, I'm going to be honest, the, uh, the comfort thing has been just years and years mm -hmm. of playing in mm -hmm. shop fronts and just no PA systems in or pubs, yeah, yeah. Yelling in pubs just yelling over people who <laughs> couldn't care less whether we're singing or not. But we're not exactly <laughs> separate. I mean, you can see me over here on Andy's camera. Oh, yeah, we're all in yeah, the same, yeah, yeah. All in the same room. The room. You, can see the, you can see the drum in my camera and Dave's camera. Yeah. Just in case you're confused. It's impossible to sing virtually uh, in different places. You okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Because so. I was just, well, it's funny because the, the different, the places you're in, in that same room, somehow looks different. But now that I look at it, <laughs> you guys, it's the same color on the wall. You can see the, the similarities. Yeah. yeah. You can see same that notice color. board in each, uh, in each <laughs> video. <laughs> Yeah, we've got uh, four microphones going to one desk, so it all kind of comes together and sounds good. So it looks like the, I'm cool. saying everything with the yellow box around, but actually... Ooh, magic. <laughs> so, okay, so 
altogether, but still performing virtually was a big part of this past couple of years. When did that start? Because uh, I know we talked a little bit about that last time, but was that was that a conscious decision, or were you guys so cooped up? You know, you weren't going out. You're like, what are we doing here? We got all the instruments. We, we can all sing it, sing worth a damn. So let's let's do this. <laughs> and um, it kind of came as a bit of an extension to what we'd already been doing with YouTube. I would say that's kind of like the main driving force behind us doing a lot of things. So. Back in August 2019, 2018, 2019? It feels like one of the two. Well, yeah, it's been a while. 19, maybe, right? I don't know. 19, yeah, we've been doing like weekly YouTube videos. We've done like bits and pieces and stuff on there before. We've done like loads of live streams and everything every month or so, just about. But um, we decided we were going to do like every single week, every single Wednesday, we're going to do a new YouTube video. And um, that was kind of like this really great running thing that kept us kind of creating and doing things and working towards stuff and um, when lockdown and everything hit uh, we'd had like a few videos and stuff like that banked up and everything but we're like okay we've got to make more stuff we can't really get together so we kind of pushed the boat out a little bit in terms of what we were doing and kind of allowed ourselves to be a little bit more creative uh, and try some new stuff that we would otherwise probably have put put aside or put on the back burner sort of thing and um, so we ended up doing some kind of weird music videos like with just myself and Andy because Andy was living with me at the time which mm -hmm. was actually really helpful because we could do yeah, some stuff actually like really good. together. Me, me and you just did see a few streams so by ourselves. Yeah. So Roll out of bed and, um, and just be yeah, like, yeah. yeah, let's start jamming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. <laughs> and um, it even meant we could carry on doing the, the live streams virtually um, with some a bit of wizardry and magic stuff going on with um, the sound. Because um, myself and Andy being in the same room could sing together but um, we couldn't sing with the, or they couldn't sing with us, rather, Dave and Dave and Robbie. Um, but with a bit of magic going on behind the scenes, a bit of magic, they <laughs> could sing a song. Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> One of them could like stream in, sing a song by themselves, so they couldn't hear anything else. They were just singing a song entirely by themselves. But that would pipe into the studio, so me and Andy could sing along with them, and, then and that, all of that would mix yeah. together and get broadcast to people watching the live stream. Um, like so we could still be, be, be able to like, sing together for people. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you were one really step cool. away from having like a hologram of Tupac. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> but so I'm sure he would love a shanty as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's actually a good question. If there's anyone from throughout time that you could sing a sea shanty with, who would it be? Ooh. That's a good question. Sing Ooh. a sea shanty with. Like... See, I, I would be like really simple and go with someone fairly modern who unfortunately died, like Stan Rogers, I would say, oh, yeah. who was like yeah. one of my biggest inspirations in kind of getting into this style of singing in the first place, who unfortunately passed away um, quite a few years ago. But, yeah, um, I guess so. Yeah, some of his songs were like the reason why I fell in love with this in the first place. So actually getting to meet him and sing with him would be just the biggest pleasure, I would say. And you guys never had a chance to meet him? It was just... Uh, no, no. Didn't no. link up, yeah. Yeah, no. S similarly with another Stan, um, Stan Hugill, oh, yeah. who's um, considered to have been the last shantyman uh, in employment by... I can't remember which, uh, which shipping company he was employed by, but uh, he was the last person to officially be employed to sing whilst people were doing manual labour on ships. And it's because of him that there's, we have uh, the wealth of uh, shanties that are still in existence. So yeah. um, I can't remember wow. when he died. But yeah. He was responsible for 
writing them down, a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, he's got a book called Shanties from the Seven Seas, but um, yeah, that's is, uh, like the Shanty book. Bible, really, but yeah. he's responsible for keeping a lot of them alive and written down on paper. Oh so. my god, the best, the best part about it really is he couldn't really sing that. No, well. he wasn't a very yeah. good singer. He, <laughs> he was very, very loud, which is the only, <laughs> it's re that's really the main, you know, that's Criteria. the only really important yeah. bit when you were on a boat that everyone could um, hear you. Everyone could hear you over the wind and the waves and all that. So well, that's true. Like you were saying, yeah. I mean, that that is a kind of a major component to get the people's attention. I mean, mm. whether you're on the ship or in a loud, noisy bar, it's like yeah, you, you do have to mm -hmm. sing pretty loud. I feel like to... yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why most shanties start with a ho oh! <laughs> <laughs> and go into the top. <laughs> the like goes, oh, what's going on over there? And you know, yeah, great. and I didn't talk about this with you guys last time, but I know, you know, maybe some of our listeners are way too old to even understand what this is, but I feel like SpongeBob, <laughs> SpongeBob feels like it has a uh, in it, right? So, so, yeah, there's an old on, traditional sea shanty called Blow the Man Down, which is basically the same tune, and uh, the verses can be interchangeable, which we do with our version, I slip a little... Spongebob verse in at the end just because it fits so well. Yeah, yeah, so so the Spongebob theme tune is inspired by a traditional sea shanty. Okay, I'm pretty sure right. whoever wrote the Spongebob theme tune probably listened to Blow the Man Down. That's so <laughs> funny. I'm almost <laughs> sure. Because it, it is like that um, like sea shanties are like that shadowy kind of thing where it's like the more you tune your ear to it, like the tendrils of them are are throughout. We just maybe as a you know, across the, the world, especially, I mean, I guess in the States, it's like, we don't really think of it that much. I think it's only coming into vogue again now. But, I'm, mm. but uh, yeah, like you guys are saying, like, I, I was wondering if maybe it's like some kind of, um, you know, like, um, psychological, like, imprint, because as, as kids, this new generation is, has watched SpongeBob. So maybe they're like, oh yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> maybe it's like uh, some behavioral <laughs> conditioning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I know. Uh, I guess Andy had referred to this last time we spoke, but um, that you guys had a really, you know, popular. You guys were popular. You had an audience. But how is? Can we? I guess we can't really overstate how important these past two years have been, right? I mean. You know, mm -hmm. where would you guys be without these viral hits? And can we walk through like what happened again for the listener? Yeah, for sure. So um, I guess our first really big success online was uh, probably down to Sea of Thieves originally. So yeah. we we kind of spotted that the game was coming on the horizon thanks to my brother who was involved in like their alpha and beta testing program for the game before it was released. Hmm. And um, he kind of came up with the idea after kind of seeing the game and thinking, actually, yeah, you could play this and like instead of going and fighting people, go and sing at people. So we released a video in the beta of the game before it was actually released um, of us doing exactly that, going and trying to bother other crews playing the game and trying to sing at them and seeing what kind of reactions we could get. And um, this was all over back in April 2018. Mm. And um, off the back of that, we managed to kind of get in touch with the developers of the game and that sort of thing. And that was our first like real blast into, oh wow, actually, a lot of people really like this when they get to hear this, um, like through the internet and everything. Why don't we bring more gaming stuff in? So um, that was the first little nugget. And then we started doing a series called Open Cruising in Sea of Thieves. 
um, using a feature where you, you use uh, find an open crew with like you just end up getting stuck on a ship with a bunch of random players rather than with your friends kind of thing. And um, so we did open cruising where we would uh, join these open crews and then kind of pretend like we were going to be helpful on the journey. And, oh, can I sing you a song? And then we'd go ahead and surprise these people by all of us singing a song and kind of did like a little short run series of this. And, and what was their um, reaction to that? I mean, because I feel like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that like a blessing yeah. or? A initially. We only show the, the best reactions, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, it's most, mostly positive, I'd say. But some people are just like, this is weird, and then leave. <laughs> or like, please stop making that noise, for the love of God. Yeah. <laughs> we get a variety, for sure. But uh, we got some good ones as well, yeah. for sure. And other people were like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, I mean, it fits within the theme, for sure. Yeah. But the, uh, the very first video we did in Open Cruising was Wellerman. And um, for us, we'd released that song um, like a year before that point. And um, we'd been singing it for a little while before that too. It was just kind of any other song that we'd been doing. And really, uh, Randy Dandio was our most popular song. Because that's the one we'd done in the very first CFDs video. Hmm. Um, but shortly after that, Wellerman kind of crept up and became our most popular song that we would do on things. And it seemed like every uh, two or three months or so, Clips from our video in Sea of Thieves would get reshared on different platforms on the internet. So it kind of got picked up by a few like these like lad bible sort of gaming channels. Uh, had some time on Tumblr, iFunny, Reddit, right, yeah. and um, it seemed like every single time it would just like blow up on these different platforms and would double our listener base kind of within like a couple of days of it of it doing this every time. And every time this happened, we would always be like, "Whoa, I can't believe the numbers have reached this height. This is how many people are listening to us now. This is crazy." And so we've kind of been in this state of constant surprise and I can't believe this has happened for over like a year, almost like a year and a half um, of this going on when January this year hit. And suddenly, um, yeah, Wellerman just exploded around the internet. And it was, yeah, to start with, it was just like, oh, wow, it's done it again. This is, this is really weird. But then the phone starts ringing every couple of minutes and it's all these major record labels and agencies and news outlets trying to get interviews and stuff with us to find out what's going on um, that we started to realize okay something's probably a little bit different this time right, <laughs> and, right. and that was it it was it was just hmm. yeah very strange and very cool to like see this thing that we'd created so long ago like hmm. be responsible for this just insane life that this song had taken on on its own really by that point yeah. And, and, and that's honestly how I came across you guys was it was a reshare from TikTok to Instagram of these. And I'm pretty sure this is you guys. Um, it's two guys in a car and one yeah, guy nice. is like, you know, the, the guy who's driving is like so into it. And the guy moving <laughs> the phone is like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and then by the second time he's like warming up, like we're talking about third time, he's just belting it out. And it's like, and, and you know, I had a little bit of, experience listening to shanties i was like these guys are good so i, I you know followed you you know probably went to your instagram homepage, then uh then went to spotify found you guys there and then i was and then all of a sudden you know i'm like halfway through the pandemic <laughs> listening to you guys you know quite That's a so bit good. yeah so, it, so cool it's so amazing how transformative it is that it it wind it finds its way from gaming to you know to all these different social media channels to you know, and to a listenership that spans all ages, right? I mean, you guys really, absolutely. you have audiences that come from every walks of life. I mean, that to me is the, one of the coolest parts. 
it's such a cool thing. We've um, we've been starting getting out gigging again recently, and um, seeing the range we have in the audience is so cool to yeah. like actually see that in person. Because when we started, like before doing all the gaming stuff, all of our audience was like generally fifty plus. Like if we look on like the YouTube and Spotify stats and stuff like that, it was all like fifty plus generally, and then a few younger. Now it's like I think eighty percent under thirty. Oh, but my. we still have that older generation listening to us as well, and so yeah. you like come to these gigs, and you got like parents bringing their kids and stuff like that, and like these older folks and everything as well, all just there singing together, having a drink and having a wonderful time. It's just the coolest thing. Not the kids. kids. Not the kids. <laughs> <laughs> they go to bed. <laughs> we get so many videos of like parents um, like saying, "Oh, the only thing that gets my kid to sleep is singing your songs," and they like film it, and there's like, <laughs> it's wow, so cool. We, we sung. We sang Mingale Boat Song for a kid at a festival the other day. Yeah, we did. Because they said it's their bedtime song. Like, Any chance you could sing the song? Yeah, sure. It didn't work. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. <laughs> did kid, this little kid just like sitting in his mom's arms going, and then as we started singing, you could just see me. <laughs> 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 He's like, yep, yep, that, that's what it does. That's what it does to me. <laughs> well, if you guys uh, feel, feel free, I mean, if you guys want to launch into another one, um, I'm game if you guys are. Yeah. yeah, do the big one. Let's do yeah. yeah. Let's let's do the the classic. The classic. <laughs> <laughs> the Yes. Uh, cool. I'll just sing. I guess. Do it. There once was a ship that put to sea, and the name of that ship was a Billy a T. The winds blew hard about it down below. Me bully boys blow. <gasps> Soon may the wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. She had not been two weeks and sure when down on her a right whale well bore. The captain called all hands and swore he'd take that whale in tow. <gasps> Soon. May the wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. Before the boat had hit the water, the whale's tail came up and caught her. Hands to the side, harpooned and fought her, and she dived down below. <gasps> Soon may the wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. No line was cut, no whale was freed. The captain's mind was not on greed, but he belonged to the whaleman's creed. She took that ship in tow. <laughs> Soon may the wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. For forty days or even more, the line went slack, then tight once more. All boats were lost, there were only four, but still that whale did go. Soon may the wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go As far as I've heard The fight's still on The line's not cut And, and the whale's not gone The wellerman makes his irregular call To encourage the captain, crew and all Soon may the wellerman come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go Soon may the wellerman come To bring us sugar Sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. I'm glad that I 
take my face off because I'm just going to be sitting there smiling like a maniac the whole time. I love it. Nice. That, where, where, that, where does that come from? That, like, it sounds like you're getting kicked in the stomach, but it's the perfect sound to make. It's like, really? Yeah. There was no kicking of stomachs involved. <laughs> no. Not this time, but, at least. I, think, I love yeah, but I think we get it just from it. It's something we've seen other bands do. There's a lot of huh and whoop and things like that. And Some we saw bit, yeah, other Sea Shaggy's yeah. bands doing it, I guess. We kind of like to add our own little bits. Like, I've not sure, I've not heard another group put those huhs in before us, as far as I know. That was, oh, our, that yeah, was our touch on this. Oh, oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. It, it kind of fits <laughs> because, helps, you know, if, if it is like work songs, you know, you are like, huh, if you're doing yeah, one, yeah. Like manual labor. I mean, For sure. Yeah. 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 And uh, ourselves out of bed. Twenty <laughs> 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 first century man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> falling falling over a rake with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> we have it so easy nowadays compared to you know, mm. they, they got to deal with yeah, definitely. <laughs> whatever yeah. they had to deal with on those ships, long ships at sea. But you know, the we touched a little bit on the music video is amazing. Uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, you got to go check it out because the it's it's you four guys on one of these old galleons, right? And it's just amazing. I mean, I think Dave's got a pretty thick beard. He kind of looks like you know one of these black beard pirate captains. <laughs> it's just uh, it's so good. And uh, that said, you know, you guys, when we last spoke, you were touching on how you kind of had. One of these, you know, reached out to all your audience, all your different, you know, listeners and had them compose uh, their own video. And then you, you know, kind of pieced them all together. And it was like this mega, you know, song yeah. of like, you know, multiple people singing together. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because that was one of the mo more, you know, interesting things I think I've heard of over this pandemic is just really getting all these people together virtually and singing together is such a... Such a great use of uh, of a collective space on the internet. Yeah, for sure. So that was it was kind of a, a fun one for us. So when when Wellerman and everything kind of really kicked off, um, we kind of started getting all these invites from different places and brands and things, and it kind of started to go in a bit of a weird direction for us. That kind of made us feel a little bit uncomfortable, really, where just everyone was wanting to jump on the craze by rewriting Wellerman about whatever brand and stuff like that they wanted to be at the time. And that was what they saw as the sea shanty thing. We just rewrite the song and sell our product off it. But um, for us, the real kind of magic and everything had always been that community and actually the fact that this song had brought people from around the world together and actually have them singing together and realizing actually this is something that's really special and really cool. So. We kind of quickly distanced ourselves from a lot of those things and turned down some quite quite big things um, because it wasn't it just didn't sit right or feel right with us. But what we mm. did do was create this um, this music video which you were saying about, and um, we kind of done a version of a thing like that the year previous um, where we did the song "Leave a Johnny," which is like a really famous farewell uh, song sung on ships, stuff like the ships pulling back into port, and like a sort of sad, sorrowful farewell to the ship, but also kind of glad to be off it at the same time, but you're going to miss it and whatnot. And um, we had a bit of experience with that, and so we decided, right, this is the perfect time. We can get so many people to take part and sing together and make something which is going to be incredibly special and stand the test of time and kind of encapsulates what 
we feel is special about this time, which is that community spirit. So we, we recorded um, like little demo versions of the songs. So with Andy singing the lead part and all of us doing our harmonies and everything and put them up as like guide tracks on our YouTube channel and basically said to people, pick whichever harmony sits best in your voice, sing along with the video and record yourself doing it. And it'll all then be in time and we can stick it all together and create this music video. And um, every single person that took part is in the video, both audio and video. Um, and we got over six and a half thousand people from literally around the world taking part and singing in this one video, which is just, it's so cool and just really, really special and moving. And the sound is phenomenal. Um, <laughs> it's just like a sea of voices all singing mm -hmm. together. And um, it's really, really special. Were you surprised that the, the feed, like how many people wanted to, to do this? Like the, uh, yeah. the, the interest With that you received? Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of got a taste of that with, um, I'd say, with the Lever Johnny one, because when we put that out, I was kind of hoping for about 100 people to take part. And I think we had over 500 in the end that su submitted for it. And um, so with the Wellerman one, we were expecting, okay, this is going to go a bit bigger, maybe like 1,000, 2,000 sort of thing, but six and a half was like, okay, <laughs> right, here we go. <laughs> I mean, that is just unbelievable. I, I, didn't, I didn't even realize that there was that many people with decent singing voices out there in the world. But it's like... Uh, like American Idol. Oh, we we didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say anything about decent singing voice. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, There's any, no bar to entry. Yeah, you, yeah. As I said, like everyone who submitted is in there for sure, and not everyone, you know, can sing incredibly well, but anyone can take part, and anyone should have a good time singing for sure. That's such it's, a good um, point. Yeah, it's such a like core part of. Uh, just like personal expression, really. There's nothing more more personal than using your own voice to to make sound, really. Uh, even like learning an instrument, you can you can put your own expression, and everything into it like that. But like, there's something just innately part of you with the singing voice. And so putting yourself out there in that position and taking part in something is something everyone should feel happy doing and enjoy doing. And we encourage that at like our shows and stuff as well. Like. Often you'll go to a thing, and especially if it's like a sit-down thing, and people are like, oh, no, shush, we have to listen to the music. But we're like, no, sing, join in, let's make yeah. this special, let's have a great time together. And, um, yeah, people should feel happy to do that. And you can hear the result in the video. When enough people kind of sing together and take part in something, it's going to sound amazing, regardless. Like, it, it all builds together and adds something to it. Is that what you get at these, like, how big are these... Uh, shanty festivals that you uh, were, were talking about before are they big enough that you have the whole crowd getting into it is that oh, the numbers vary quite a lot but i think the thing that's in common is that there's always a large amount of people would say Katie, at least 80 90 percent of people at the sea shanty festivals are there to join in and have a good old time so yeah. whether it's kind of a hundred people crammed into a pub or maybe up to like a couple of thousand in a big courtyard all singing along mm -hmm. with a massive finale then yeah, there's always always people joining in to whatever ability they've got. And That's just a like, lot of the so yeah. A lot of the songs are sort of, it's kind of almost like jazz standards, you know. Like if you're yeah. into sea shanties, there's a I don't know how, how many would you say? Maybe fifty. That's it. Well, that everyone yeah, yeah, knows. Yeah. Maybe there's, yeah. there's a large yeah. amount of songs that everybody. If if you go there, you automatically know these songs. So it's not like you're just turning up to a gig for a band and some you know, a couple of people know all the words to the singles and then the rest of yeah. it's kind of mumbled through the choruses and everybody's just like <laughs> pounding it the whole way through, yeah. which it's, is really like... It doesn't really matter which band you go and see because 
they'll all be doing the same yeah. stuff as <laughs> everyone, <laughs> which a is, a, is a good thing in a way. But yeah, it's pretty cool. It's got to be a kind of a weird feeling because I'm sure you know, as you guys mentioned before, you know, come, you don't have a PA system. You, you, you know, you're playing in pubs that probably don't have the best acoustics, and then going from that to you know, and some people are joining in, don't know the words. Now you're singing for people that know the words by heart. I mean, that's that's amazing. But I think it's like what what Jonathan you know touched on is that it's it's rare that you find a genre of music where everyone can so is so willing to to be a part of it, and it's actually encouraged. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like you know uh, stand up comedian or one of these more personal kind of intimate you know singer songwriters. You guys, you guys encourage the the audience to take part, and I, I think that's why mm-hmm. sea shanties will exist for a long time, and they have existed for a long time. Um, sure. But on, on that note, you know, you guys also what makes you guys unique in this you know genre is that you guys write your own music as well. Like the Wellerman, it's probably from what twelfth century. I mean, it's it's an old song that's found new life. Or am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's more modern than that, right? Yeah. 18th century. Oh, yeah. I had the date and I've now completely forgotten. 17th. Somewhere around 18th century is when kind of the Weller Bros company was, yeah. Yeah, was yeah. operating. So fairly recent for Sea yeah, yeah. in regards yeah. to yeah. But, but most of them. Very old. Yeah, right, right. I mean, we're talking yeah, 400 to yeah. 500 years, of, about. So 300 to 400. So we. Um, we're going from the, the ones that everyone knows kind of, or the, the older ones to ones that you guys are writing yourselves. And what I thought was so interesting last time speaking to you guys was that, you know, what the, the challenges that are posed to writing a sea shanty, because it's, it can't be easy, you know, coming up with one of these work songs that everyone can kind of take part in and hmm. you need a hook, you need a catchy, you know, melody, you need very easy enough to sing, you know, lyrics, I mean, that's got to be hard as far as, you know, writing a rock song or something else, right? I mean, it can't be as easy as you guys seem to make it. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I think once you're kind of immersed in the sea shanty world and you get to hear all of the different songs, and like Robbie said, there's a 50 that basically everyone will know and there's a lot of similarities between them, some of them even have basically interchangeable verses that you can put to any song. Some choruses sound extremely similar, uh, but they kind of have their nuances to them. So a lot of it is both finding what makes sea shanties special in themselves, but also then trying to avoid all the cliches of the classic ones and not just write something that sounds yeah. almost exactly the same as a traditional one. You want to put your own take on it, your own spin. And I think as much as we try, our, our original songs, no matter how sea shanty-ish they, fight, they sound, they're always a little bit more modern. Mm. Uh, the kind of melodies are a bit more interesting than you'd often find in sea shanties, I yeah. think, because we want them to be interesting rather than to be easily join in mm-hmm. withable by mm. yeah. you know, the basic sailor. Yeah. And as for subject matter, you know, we don't, we've never pretended we, to sail. We've never, <laughs> you know, pretended we have all this experience. We do know people who do still sail tall ships and things. And yeah. They're an absolute goldmine of uh, inspiration and odd little phrases, so follow them around with a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like a lot of our, song, a lot of our so- per- um, 
our own original songs tend to be sort of, you know, we can always tell stories or yeah. maybe there's some famous old ship that um, oh. has, a, has an interesting story behind it, so we'll sing about that. Or, you know, obviously we do all the gaming stuff as well, so some of them head down of a more fantasy route. Mm -hmm. um, so there's still plenty of subject matter to, yeah. to mine away at, even if we're not yeah. strictly writing sea shanties. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think as, as much as you try to write like a really genuine sounding sea shanty, it'll never quite feel the same as these songs that have gone through hundreds and hundreds of years of being passed around and sung. You can't really simulate that. There's not really a way to do it, I think. Right. It's like a it's like a worn table or like a worn yeah. tool. You can't, yeah. How do you replicate that? Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think but, it'd be nice in like kind of fifty years or so if we hear another band doing one of our songs mm. and we ask them about it and it's like, Oh, I heard it from this band, who heard it from this band? Yeah. And we're just somewhere way back in the line, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, just yeah. permeated through. <laughs> I, I think everyone's gonna be like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's new meta will all be just pirates on the Actually, just like three D pirates out there, <laughs> and you guys will be the the you know the inspiration for some of these people. But, but like Robbie mentioned before, uh, shipwrecks too, right? I mean, ship. It's funny how like something that would be so devastating and a tragedy mm. is like the best. It's a gold mine for sea shanties, right? Because some of the material is a little glum and sad, and mm. and I, but I'm sure there's also the rejoicing too but there is that element I, I think that's what makes it so compelling it's like it's the mournfulness to some of these songs for sure mm -hmm. well one of the the main things i've learned from singing these songs over the years is that i definitely wouldn't want to be one of these actual people on one of these actual ships oh no definitely not <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's definitely a whole lot of this is bad i don't want to be here i wish i was anywhere else but here but, but i have to in order to make to. money and live we're soft yeah. flabby performers we wouldn't last two days <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're fully aware <laughs> you got a guy it's, in the song you know sawing off his foot from gangrene it's like yeah you guys could have that experience I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> oh, we, we, have, we have cherry picked the whole thing quite horrendously <laughs> right. but um yeah this seems like a, a sort of it's one or the other usually. It's like ninety percent of like I hate this, and then there's like a ten percent of like I'm on land. And actually, I really I quite want to go back out again. Yeah, go on then. And then they do it, and they're like, oh, why have I done this? I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's no, most sea shanties, pretty yeah, much. Money, I can only assume. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're stuck on a ship with like twenty other guys, and you know you don't see your family for years on end. There's no fruit. It sounds like the food sucks. It's like, yeah, I guess. You do need a, a nice work tune to pass the time, and yeah. <laughs> sure, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. It's but, that kind of again camaraderie and stuff like that, and like complaining together. I mean, yeah. we're British. That's yeah, like our specialty. There's nothing like complaining <laughs> together. Yeah, <laughs> so, unified. Three of us so. complaining together about the fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> Just communal kvetching about Just communal you know, yeah. hatred. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, Nah, Spoken of well, clearly, the, clearly you've ironed out whatever differences you guys have because new album's coming out. <laughs> uh, Smoke and Oakum in January, January 28th, like you mentioned. Uh, you know, you, you want to do one song from there, and uh, and maybe you guys can just take us out. I mean, we'll just we'll end yeah, sure. the episode with this song. Um, you know, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you guys again. Uh, and we look forward to hopefully seeing you guys, you know, in person in the U.S. 
obviously, you know, we mentioned all the different places people can listen to you guys. Obviously, they should, uh, you know, keep smoking oakum on their radar. Um, and yeah, I mean, if, if you if you're close to a pub, you know, in, in wherever you are, and you happen to have a sea shanty group performing there, this is your this is your wake up call right now. You are missing out on a great opportunity, just like you guys, um, you know, performing for us today. It was such a pleasure and and uh, really enjoyed every second of it. So. Thank you so much for for that, and um, yeah, looking forward to hearing Smoking Oakum. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, final song for now then is uh, our second single off the album, which um, ooh, uh, interestingly, uh, next year when this releases in June will be our tenth year of being together as a band, which ooh. is pretty cool. And wow. um, this song was written by the chap I was mentioning earlier, Stan Rogers, who has been such like a massive inspiration for the group starting out in the first place and still going and everything today. And um, this is the one of his legendary songs called The Mary Ellen Carter. This was for Stan. For Stan. I think I'm all good. Now I'm all good. Now Ready? I'm all good. Wait. <laughs> Let's do it. One, two, three, four. October in pouring, driving rain The skipper he'd been drinking and the maid he felt no pain Out close to Three Mile Rock and she was dealt a mortal blow Then the Mary Ellen Carter settled low There were just us four aboard her when she finally was awash We worked like hell to save her or heal us of the cost But the groan she made as she went down it caused us to proclaim That the Mary Ellen Carter rise again Rise again, rise again May her name not be lost to the knowledge of men Best and who were with her till the end will make the Mary Ellen Carter rise again. Well, the company wrote her off, not a nickel would they spend. She gave twenty years of service, boys, and met her sorry end. But insurance played the loss to us, said, Let her rest below. Then they laughed at us, said, We had to go. We talked of her all winter, sometimes days around the clock She's worth a quarter million a-floating at the dock And with every jar that hit the bar We swore we would remain and make the Mary Ellen Carter rise again Rise again, rise again May her name not be lost to the knowledge of men Stand over with her till the end will make the Mary Ellen Carter rise again. Well, last spring now we've been with her on a barge led by a friend. Three times a day in a hard hat suit and twice I've had the bends. Thank God it's only 60 feet and the currents here are slow. Or I never have the strength to go below. Stopped a vent, stock hatch and put on down Put cables to her fore and aft and gird it around Tomorrow noon we'll hit the air and then take up the strain and make the mess 
all in Japan. All those who love to best and who were with her till the end will make the Mary Ellen Carter rise again. Well, we couldn't leave her there, you see, to crumble into scale. She saved our lives so many times, fighting through the gale and the laughing. Let her to a sorry grave Well, they won't be laughing in another day And to you for whom adversity has dealt its mortal blow We're smiling bastards lying to you everywhere you go Turn to and put out all your strength of arm and heart And brain and like the Mary Ellen Carter Rise again, hey! rise again <laughs> oh freaking good thank you guys oh my god so, uh, this is the best uh best podcast episode i've ever done so thank you all right <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the power motor yacht podcast if you enjoyed this episode please do us a favor and leave us a review or rating or you can share us with your friends on social media or on the vhf Anywhere you spread the word means a lot to us. Thanks again, and until next time, we'll see you on the water.